Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Gems and as always I'm your host the Admirable Admiral and as always we're in a video store somewhere in hometown so come find us. Yes, video stores still exist. And of course guys we are saddened, saddened that Jamie Lee Curtis month is over. Oh. But now we're getting back to the reviews that people want us to do right now because they're out, they're hot, they're new. We want your fresh take on everything and I don't know why I'm shaking the table yeah, please don't. really sporadically. That the mic is on. Please, please don't. And three glasses of water. And a phone on the table. Please, please don't. Three glasses of water. Uh, but guys, yes, we are back. And that disembodied voice that made me make sure I didn't spill the water is, of course, the illustrious Buttmeister himself. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Cinema Gems. Or if this is your first time listening, welcome. Uh, if you might be a little bit thrown off by last month. That's okay. Every once in a while we do something like Jamie Lee Curtis month where we just go on a theme for a while. And then we get back into the swing of things and more modern stuff. So if you're here for that kind of stuff, that's what's going to be happening for the next few weeks. We're catching up on the things that we've missed over the last few weeks. And the first one, of course, being Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Which you, which I gave you the choice of something and you just went, Dune. Let's do Dune. And I'm like, Dune. The new, the new Dune. Like, Hundred percent. I want to talk about this movie so bad. And my response was, "Okay." I I want to talk about this movie so bad because before okay, hang on. Before I just start pouring nerddom all over all of you, uh, I'm giving. I'm looking right at the mic. <laughs> I'm literally looking at the mic. I'm gonna get these out of the way first off. Uh, I don't know how you found us, but if you want to find more of us, you want to go through our backlog and everything like that because <clears> we have. Uh, between myself and the Admiral, and especially the Admiral, five years worth of content for you to look through. Hey, this is episode 316, so we gotta make a Stone Cold Steve Austin reference. Uh, and that's the bottom line, because the Admiral said so? I don't know. Um... We have a lot of content for you to go through. You can see that on LorainePictures.com. You can also see that on, maybe you're on uh, Apple Podcasts. And if so, do that whole five-star thing. I'm going to check that out. I've had an Android the last year, so I don't know how that works. I'm going to check it out real quick. Well, I'm going to check and see if we've got any five-star reviews. So while the Admiral's doing the thing, uh, yeah, hi. Welcome back to Cinema Gems. We're another podcast that talks about mostly movies, sometimes TV shows and video games and that kind of thing. Uh, and this week we're, look, there's a ton of other YouTubers and podcasts that uh, have already gone through the deep lore of Dune, uh, and this world and Frank Herbert's expansive universe. Uh, if you're on YouTube, go check out Quinn's Ideas and Nerd Cookies. They're two channels that, if you don't want to read the book again, I understand, it's dense, uh, if you don't want to read the book again, you can kind of catch up on the, all of the basic things and lore of the universe that maybe you weren't so sure about with the movie. Because it is one of these movies. This is a Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones type. Dune is Game of Thrones in space. I need to re-download the... The, the app? Yeah. So, wow. So, sorry. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. Anyway, Dune is Game <laughs> of Thrones in space. <laughs> Um, it's basically if Shakespeare decided to do science fiction yes and it makes a lot of sense because uh, let's just get into the plot of this movie this movie is primarily about House Atreides Uh, please pardon the overgrown hair dryer in the background he's back he's back of course you know Um, when I first started this podcast when I moved into the second video store this motherfucker would come every time I'm recording. He found out where He's the new right video in front store of the is. Window too. He's like right in front of the damn window. He found out where the new video That's store is. That's not annoying at all. Anyway, we're gonna. I'm gonna get a little closer to the mic so you can hear. So, us. so, Dune came out 2021 on October 22nd. Yes. HBO Max and streaming. Well, I mean, the novel came out in 1960, August of 1965. But yes, this movie, the Denis Villeneuve's adaptation of the it. The move. The Dune. Yes. The movie. This Denis Villeneuve's adaptation of Dune, which had been in the works for quite a while. And this is not the first adaptation of David Dune. Lynch. David Lynch tried that, it. And then there was another sci-fi show. So, and I believe you were telling me about there was an Amazon Prime documentary about a Dune movie that never got made. Okay, so we're going down that rabbit hole. Okay, so Janikowski's Dune is a movie that was going to be made in the early 80s. 
and it was this big, overblown, bloated budget. Get, get close to the mic, so you're bloated not budget. Drowned out by the hair dryers. A mini series that they wanted a mini series, and the studio's like, "No, we want a movie." Yeah. And it got overblown for a budget, and the studio has just like shut it down. No. So yeah. they gave it to David Lynch. And as of right now, as of 2021, uh, uh, October, November 3rd of, of 2021, that is David Lynch's only adaptation ever. Yeah, makes sense. He's never added, he's only come up with his original stuff. Yeah. So he did do. This probably for a good reason because, and, yeah. yeah, it's not a great adaptation. And the guy who does the captain in How I Met Your Mother is the main yes. guy. Yes, yes. Yes. Which I thought that was interesting. Uh, he's the main character from Twin Peaks. I don't remember his name. Something McLaughlin. I sure. Think. Officer McLaughlin? I, I FBI guess. agent McLaughlin? I don't know. Whatever. I, I, I know he's the captain in High Mary Mother, and I know he's the main guy in Twin Peaks. But that's, Patron would know. Yeah. Patron uh, would know. He's not in this movie. In no. this movie, and we'll, Paul Atreides. Wait, there's one more. And then there's one that came out in like the late 90s, early 2000s. That was a the mini-series. sci-fi miniseries. Yeah. That was the sequels. It was Children Correct. of Dune and God Emperor yeah. of Dune. And it was good. It was good for what it was, but nobody knew it what was, it was. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? New Professor X. I can't. I'm James McAvoy. Say, Thank you, James McAvoy. Yeah, that was him. Was, yeah, he oh, was. Shit. He was uh, Leto Atreides Jr. Oh shit. This is a Cinema Gems exclusive. My reaction to James McAvoy is, yeah. oh shit. Be- being the child of Paul Atreides. Spoiler Holy alert. shit. Yeah, so. Sorry. First off, <laughs> before you even think about listening to this, uh, go go watch the movie first. Like, just just, just go. If just you go. want we're to. We're going to be talking about spoilers. If you, if you want to. And we're going to be nerding out about how Denis Villeneuve got this mostly incredibly right. Um, we are, I am going to nitpick about a few tiny things, but, um, actually drink, but, (laughs) uh, Denis Villeneuve absolutely knocked this out of the park. You can tell this is a passion project from someone who got into these books and were inspired by everything about these books when they were a kid. And Denis Villeneuve even says in interviews, uh, that he read these in high school and he was obsessed with them. Uh, same with the the Blade Runner series. So yep. it makes sense that he would come right off of doing Arrival and then Blade Runner 2047, which I actually watched the other day. You never saw it before? Time. I had never seen it before because I had thought for a while that you need to have seen I liked, the first one. I liked it. Okay, I get a lot of slack. I've, I've never seen the first Blade Runner is the problem. That's fine. You need to know what cut you're going to watch. I know. That's why I haven't watched it. As long as you no watch. no one can agree on which so, cut I need to watch. So either, either you watch the final cut that's on Netflix right now. Okay. Or the director's cut, which came out, I think, in 2003. The final cut came out in, like, 2005. Because nobody can agree on which is the right one, like you said. As long as you watch either of those, those are the good ones. Okay. They're, like, three hours long, but they're still good. Um... Blade Runner 2047, 2049, whatever it's Correct, called. Correct, 2049. Was a, a visual masterpiece. Absolutely immersed you visually in yeah. that cyberpunk world. I personally liked it more than the first one. Dune does a lot of the same things. It visually immerses you in the world. But the key difference between the two is every moment of visual... Uh, 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 getting sucked into the environment is also oozing with story and purpose. It's not wasted time. You're not just looking at pretty environments going, ooh, what's that? Like, you are learning a little more about this world and the Game of Thrones games of politics and 3D chess that are going on because in this future world, of uh, a uh, uh, far, far, far future... Isn't it like 10,000 years in the future? Something like that. Um... The galaxy is ruled by five or six different noble royal families and is really ruled by the emperor who is the richest, most powerful of the of those royal families. And, and even the emperor is a petty bitch. So when one of the other royal families starts to really rise in popularity and notoriety, the emperor being a petty bitch is like, uh-uh. 
we're we're gonna go send them to this planet to get killed. Uh, House Harkonnen, do your do your thing. Be gruesome and evil. <laughs> because the in this world, the Emperor is a petty bitch. So just like the Emperor in Star Wars. Exactly. Well, even more so. <laughs> Honestly, I would argue that the the Padishah Emperor um, is is playing even more uh, intricate 3D chess with the different pieces in the galaxy. So that's that's how you set the board for the, the beginning of Dune. Hey, is, so, so, so uh, I want to talk about the music right away. I you want to talk about Hans Zimmer's yeah. music? Because okay. I have a fact about Hans. What do you have? Because I get to do my favorite joke that you hate. Go for it. Hans Zimmer. What did Hans Zimmer do? Composer Hans Zimmer is a big fan of the novel Dune. Of course he is. And turned down Christopher Nolan's Tenet to score Dune. Good. Tenet wasn't, honestly, Tenet wasn't that bad. It's honestly for the it best was that really getting good. away with Chris Nolan. Getting away from Chris Nolan. Because he was starting to get pretty lazy with his scores for Chris Nolan. Uh, with the exception of Interstellar and the Batman movies. I couldn't. I, I could not get an Interstellar. I loved it when it came out. We might review that one day. I couldn't I get might convince Interstellar. you to watch. You know what? I think point. I think it's Matthew McConaughey. You think it's Matthew? McConaughey? I think if I just get past him, he's one of the better part. We're not talking about Interstellar today. We're talking about Dune, and it's a lot. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm just setting up the world here. Uh, in the world, one hundred one ninety one. In in the year one hundred one ninety one. One, oh one ninety one. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like, in the far future. It's like ten thousand years. Um, man, Emperor is a petty bitch. House Atreides is on the rise. Uh, the most valuable product in the galaxy. Not only is it a highly addictive drug, a hallucinogenic drug, but is also what powers their space travel. Because in this world, there are no AI. Yep. About uh, a few hundred years before this movie. Uh, there was a war that wiped out all AI, yep. all computers. So now they just try to get uh, human awareness to a more heightened level through the spice. And and guys, it, okay, I don't know how you feel, but I legit was like, when they were when they were holding the spice and doing that, I was like, it looks like cinnamon, and it looks delicious. <laughs> See, and it's probably gonna give you a hell of a trip. See, I guess I don't really like cinnamon that much, so I was like, cinnamon. What, what are you? Thing. What are you afraid of, Admiral? Don't fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. Do <laughs> you want to tell? Do you want to tell about the 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 tattoo? I will. Pack not, that you made. Not yet. Not yet. We gotta get through the bulk of this story because okay. I haven't even introduced right. shit. Wait, 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 wait. Before what we go any further. What you got? How did you watch this movie? Were you were you rested to watch this movie? Oh, incredibly so. Okay. I was I uh, I had not seen this in theaters. I have seen this on my home screen with the big sound system, uh, like four times. I was gonna say. Max. I was gonna say three or four times. So I watched this uh, one time fully, and I fell asleep for about twenty minutes. Not because it was boring. Because you were tired. Because I was yeah. tired. Because. Chef Miyagi, um, I got all HBO Max set up for him on his TV downstairs with the glare uh, at noon, midday on a Sunday, and I just go, hey, Chef Miyagi, it's all set up, you can watch Dune whenever you want. Okay, cool, we're watching it now, it just presses it, it sits down, I'm like, oh, okay, we'll watch this right now. Okay, great. We get halfway through, we got an hour left in the movie. Good thing about HBO Max is that you can rewind when you need to. Oh, I know. The the good thing about them still, you know, out of courtesy for people who are still a bit cautious because of COVID and everything, uh, you don't have to go to a theater to enjoy these huge movies. Um, I thought it was dark because I couldn't hardly see anything. Yeah. I was like, who's dying right now? What's going on? So you just need to watch this on a better TV. Yeah. When you're not well, not exhausted. when there's well, not when there's a glare. And then Chef Miyagi's just like, oh, I find it boring. I'm leaving. It just goes upstairs. I'm like, okay, have a good day. It's okay. Okay. Before before I hear any criticisms about this movie being boring. It's literally Shakespeare sci-fi. It is. It's Shakespearean sci-fi. To the point that uh, Frank Herbert based House Atreides off of 
uh, um, oh no, not House Atreides. House Atreides is based off Atreus from Greek mythology. Right. Um, the Fear is the Mind Killer whole spiel, the, uh, Litany Against Fear, as right. it's called in the books, is based off of the, uh, William Shakespeare from Julius Caesar. Yeah. The, uh, to paraphrase, um, when you fear, you die over and over again. When you feel fear, it's the tiny death. You die over and over again, where you actually only ever die once. So, why feel fear and kill yourself over and over and over again when you can just let it wash over you? Yeah, that's where the litany of fear comes from. Like, Frank Herbert was a huge Shakespeare nut. Oh. And that's why, that's why a lot of people are like, oh, the same people who don't like Dune are also the people that don't really like Shakespeare. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and say wrong. Not you, like the people who don't like Shakespeare. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell Chef Miyagi that he's wrong. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, Chef Miyagi, you're wrong. Please, please don't. Wrong. I won't do I, it. I, I like Chef Miyagi. He's cool. <laughs> I know. He, he's really good to you and Patron, so I don't want to piss him off. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, that that's just a setup for this movie, is this huge expansive universe. Uh, we meet House Atreides... Uh, ruled by Duke Leto Atreides, and they're being assigned by the Padshaw Emperor. Hey, you're being That's given... That's bootstraps, right? Yes. Bootstraps. Uh, you're being given uh, this planet, Dune, uh, that is the center of uh, Arrakis, Dune, that is Brackets. contains all of the spice, the, the main supply of this incredibly valuable thing in the galaxy. And you have to go and secure the spice and mine it properly in order to better your standing as a house. And I've heard one I've heard one person criticize these scenes because like, well, they're getting this promotion. Why aren't they excited? Pay attention. It's because it's not a promotion. They know they're being sent on a suicide mission. Yeah. Like from the first second that they're given that assignment, Duke Leto is straight up like, no, we need to be smart about this because we're being sent here on a death sentence. And if we're not really fucking careful, we're all going to die. We could be absolutely fucked. This is, again, the Emperor of the Universe playing 3D chess with all of the other rulers. Um, Paul Atreides, the son of the Duke, um, is also the son of a mother of the Bene Gesserit. Is that, is that uh, Rebecca Ferguson? Yes. Rebecca you know, Ferguson. You know she's only twelve years older than than uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, it makes sense. She's she's gorgeous, and she absolutely nailed this role. But that's his, that's his mother. She's only twelve years older than. Him. Uh, so that's actually not super far off from how it was portrayed in the novel. Oh, okay. Um, I say not super far off because she, like she's not twelve when she becomes Duke Atreides' concubine, but she's not much older than that. Oh, okay, all right, that makes sense then. Yeah, so yeah, it makes a little sense so, that she wouldn't be that much so, older. So, so do you want to talk about the epic beard up? Yes, that uh, Oscar Isaac's beard, dear God, and then the <coughs> the shaved beard of uh, of Aquaman of uh, Momoa yeah. as. Uh, Duncan Idaho. And then he shaved it. He just shaved it. He's like... But he's still got the long hair. He's still got the fucking samurai do going on. I feel like he's basically playing his character from Stargate Atlantis. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, a lot of people forget that he was in Atlantis. And I was like, how? Oh no, how can you forget? It was his first role. Yeah, I'm like, he's great. People are like, oh, it was Aquaman. I was like, Stargate Atlantis. Stargate Atlantis. It was his breakout role. And he was great. I think and he's he actually, basically been playing yeah. modified versions of that character and himself in everything. And I think he actually likes that a lot. Like he likes that. He just has stuff. fun. Yeah. He like he loves that kind of stereotypical like frat bro, but good fighter, oh. but also like here for for cultures and shit. So they he's, go and yeah, no, and I'm glad that he's that he got a job, but shaved his beard. So uh, before the beard up. before. Uh, The House of Atreides goes to Arrakis. Uh, He is met with one of the mothers of the Betty Gesserit. Hold on. That ends Cinema Gems beard up. Beard up, beard down. That's it. Go ahead. Before they go off to Arrakis, they have to meet up with uh, one of the mothers of the Lady Gesserit. Uh, Mother Gaius Helen Mahayim. I can't believe I got that right. Reverend Mother Gaius Helen Mahayim. Drink. You got it right. Um, 
the subsident rule? Uh, because... <sighs> Let me try to shorten it. TLDR. Um, I like how you're not only explaining to the listeners, but you're explaining it to me too, because I'm just sitting here just like, yeah, what's okay, up? Okay, you ready for this? Because you, Did you ever read the books? I, I've read... You read the, some of them? I've read like half of the first book, which I know this is the first book. Yeah, basically. But it's been so long since I read it. Okay, so, and again, there are other YouTube channels and podcasts that I can, that can get into this much better than I can, but I'm going to try to explain this as, as concisely as I can. The Bene Gesserit have been ruling over the galaxy for uh, basically behind-the-scenes puppeting shit for tens of thousands of years. Think the Catholic Church, but way the Wait, fuck more corrupt. So they pull the string? They pull all the, pull the string metaphorically and... Pull the string! I don't know what you're referencing, but we're going to keep okay. going. Um, they've been pulling the strings from behind the scenes, including but not limited to uh, planting the ideas of messiahs and prophecies on certain planets in their caveman stages, uh-huh. which is what they did to Arrakis. When the people of Arrakis were in their caveman pre-evolution stage, they started putting cave paintings and shit. That and, and building these weird structures. Basically, imagine if an ancient religion had built the pyramids and everything that we perceive to Aliens. be... Yeah. Everything that we perceive to be modern religion, but ancient texts. What if those are actually written by... Yeah, that's this whole thing. That's the Bene Gesserit. They've been puppeting and pulling the strings of every society from the beginning of their societies. Um, they have also... Because there is no technology, there is no AI, no computers, they've been trying to create the ultimate ruler of the galaxy by having a centuries-long breeding program, and someone correct me if I fuck this up, um, oh, where's the fucking word for it? What word? Um, sorry, I'm looking up facts about Dune. Um, do you need me to, do you need me to pad for time? No, I think I got it. Mm. Uh, they've been participating in the centuries-long, very meticulous breeding program trying to produce the ultimate person. Jessica was not supposed to do that yet. Jessica was supposed to produce another Betty Gesserit daughter who then was supposed to become the mother of this So they skipped a generation. Person. She skipped a generation. Now, some, you have to suspend disbelief a little bit because in this universe, apparently they can, to some extent, control the gender of their child. That's weird, but... See, I thought it was this universe. I thought it was. I thought it. I thought it, this was the universe that we live in, just 10,000 years in the future. Something like that. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you know that uh, uh, Dune 2021 got leaked like five days before it released on HBO Max? <laughs> No, because I didn't try. <laughs> no, I didn't know either, but it got leaked on the 17th. I wish I would have known that. I would have watched it five times before oh. it even came out. And uh, We might have we might have had this review even earlier. And, uh, well, we, last week was Jamie, last month was Jamie Lee Curtis month. We couldn't review it. Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis is not in the movie. Zendaya is. Who would Jamie Lee Curtis be if she was in this movie? The Sandworm. <laughs> no, what is wrong with yeah. you? She she would she would be the 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 sandworm writer. What you think? No. Anyway, trying trying to move this plot oh, along. I'm also, trying to not move more slowly than the movie. And also, uh, it premiered 101 years after Frank Her- Herbert. Yes. Or a- not a bear. I know. I keep wanting to say a bear too because we're from here. Birth 56 years. After Dune's first novel, 37 years after Dune, <laughs> 1984, 21 years after Dune, 2020, 20, I mean, sorry, Dune, 2000. So, <laughs> sorry. I don't know what the Admiral is on anymore. I'm just going to keep going with the plot. So, the Reverend Mother and Guys, Helen Mahayim, subjects Paul to the Gom Debar, which is basically a test of animal instinct. Because if... Put your hand uh, in the box. You put your hand in the box, and inside the box is pain. And theoretically, if an animal uh, has its paw caught in a trap, it'll chew it off. Well, they can't afford to have a leader that acts on animal instinct. They have to have a leader that is all about mind over matter. Well, Paul might just be that. And they're scared. They are fucking terrified of Paul Atreides because he has a lot of power he was not supposed to have. Fast forward to when they get to Arrakis. 
Um, Duncan Idaho had been sent ahead a few a few weeks to uh, acclimate with the tribes and everything and the people. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Um, and he did so successfully. Uh, what did you think of the scene where they meet? Um, uh, Javier Bardem's character, Stilgar, the head of the tribes on Arrakis. Is this before or after um, the fight sequence? This is... Which which fight sequence? There's a The one there. in the hallway with uh, Jason Momoa. Way before. Way, way, way before. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Sorry. I'm on that length. I thought... Are that, you okay? Yeah, I am fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I didn't get that much sleep. All good. Um, I thought it was interesting. They, they get to Arrakis. I do like Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem as Stilgar, who's the head of the tribes. Mm-hmm. And he walks in and spits on the ground. To which Duncan Idaho has to be like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. That's actually a sign of respect, weirdly enough. Because moisture and everything. So, like, I'm going to spit too. And everyone else spits too. And it, oh, oh my god, how fucking good is Jason is, uh, Oscar Isaac as Duke Leo Atreides. He just oozes respect. It's that beard up, bro. It's, it's that beard not up. just the beard up. It's it's the it's the respect. And you know why? You know why? You know why he can hmm. do that now? What? He's not tethered to Disney for Star Wars anymore. That's why he's like, fuck you. I will say, there's actually been a few interviews and stuff where he throws a little bit of shade at Star Wars. Like, no oh. Millennium Falcon, no X-Wing can compare to the scale of the sets that he was on on this set. Because huh. it's actually, like, real live sets. It's not fucking green screen. Um, what did you think of the scenes of the Harkonnens? The Harkonnens, as you mean? You movie. mean the... Is Stella that Bootstraps? Bootstraps, Bootstraps, Bootstrap Bill? Yes, that's Bootstrap Bill. And... Skarsgård. And Polka Dot Man. And... I, I Dave Batista. Oh yeah, Dave Bautista is uh, the Beast, Raven Harkonnen, who is one of the sons. These are the scenes where I was like, Stark? This is not the same character that Sting played. By Correct. Correct. This is not the same character that Sting played. Uh, I forgot actually, Sting the was character that Sting played in the David Lynch version was the one that was supposed to hook up with... It was the one that was supposed to produce the Quizot Tenerak. Okay, man. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's weird. The That's quick. like ten minutes ago. I know. Okay, so what is time? I time thought is these scenes. Anyway. I thought those scenes were interesting, but it was too dark because I couldn't see with the glare. Then you up the brightness of your screen. Uh, you try and take the remote away from uh, from Chef Miyagi. No, I'm not going to do okay, that. Okay, respect him too much. Exactly. Huh. Anyway, look, we're getting through this. We can do this. So they go and basically they have to go save a bunch of people. That are about to get eaten by a sandworm. Yes. And uh, they're basically going out to the desert to investigate because they've been told that they weren't really set up for success by the Harkonnens. <laughs> Do you like that? <laughs> Shout out to all our Swapper Jacks friends and family for that. <laughs> Go on. They weren't really set up for success by the Harkonnens. Surprise, surprise. The Harkonnens sabotaged all the mining equipment mm-hmm. and left them with like three machines and they're all mostly broken. So they go out to the desert to investigate one of them and surely enough, there's a sandworm steaming towards one of them. So, and people are like, oh, what's a sandworm? So like, okay, all right. So if you take the sandworms from... Take the Sarlacc from uh, Star Wars. And, and also... Not only the Sarlacc, but you also take the uh, the crate dragon from Star Wars, Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah. You take the sandworm from Beetlejuice. Yeah. And you also take the Tremors from the Tremor universe before yes. they were able to fly and had and were ass blasters. You take all them and you pump them full of steroids. Oh no, I was gonna say you pump full of steroids, make them have an orgy, and that's what the sandworm is from Doom 2021. Which they don't need steroids because they basically they they create the spice. Yeah, the sandworms it create secretes the spice out of their it secretes out yeah. of their pores, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is where we get the shot of the cinnamon and the spice. Yeah, so he gets they're trying to rescue the people on this uh, spice miner, and they're getting people out of there. And Paul gets Ooh. his first 
spice trip. I, I love this sequence when they're flying because they look like just basically giant dragonflies. Dragonflies. I love the thopters. And then and they they yeah. they dip and then they pull back. The thopters are so fucking cool. Yeah, I thought that sequence was good. I think we actually watched that sequence together last. We week. probably did. It makes sense because I'm pretty sure I've had uh, Dune on just a loop anytime the Admiral's coming to the annex. And I'm just like, I'm like, look, man, it's a good movie, but you need to watch it like the fifth time. It's just personal, man. It's just personal. Look, this is one of the coolest things I've seen in quite a while. Maybe. This is scratching the Game of Thrones itch that I had from before the last season of Game of Thrones that was never fully satisfied by the last season of Game of Thrones. Maybe I'm not where you're at right now where I need to be. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not... Like, and that's okay. I'm not Look, there. Everyone's I'm like going here. to have varying degrees of enjoyment with this movie and with I'm this here. book series. Because it's just... It's a work of fiction. Right below you. Uh, that's okay. You can be on your level of excitement like on this, this, and I'm not going to say you're wrong for that. But, but I, I am going to say this is a <laughs> fucking cool series, and you should be hyped about it. I am. There were scenes that I really liked and scenes that I didn't. It's just... I couldn't see what was going on. Um, <laughs> that's just that's just it. So all of that, all that doom 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 sabotage takes us. Oh to... my god! <laughs> is is Chris Pine gonna come out of nowhere? Where's Chris Pine at? Classic American boot music. Where's Chris Pine when you need him? It's great because I just watched Star Trek Beyond again the other day. <laughs> the best one out of the J.J. Abrams movies. That's not really a J.J. Abrams movie. Hell yeah. It's a Justin Lin yeah, movie. Yeah, it's Justin Lin, so it's even better. Um, so he just really did Fast and the Furious after, with Star Trek? After the sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> Stay on target. We can do this. So they take, they go grab all the people. Than the movie. They go grab all the people, and then as they're going up, we see basically the, not the conveyor belt, but the opening of, yeah. the, of the thopters down. And we get to see this the the sandworm, yeah, just fully just eat it, yeah, shred eat it. it. Um, and then later that night, uh, we get the Harkonnens just full on attacking. Yep, they and they come out of hyperspace or whatever they call it. They fold space. They don't really travel through hyperspace. They fold space, which is why they need. That's it. It's Rosenberg's bridge, right? They, they, that's why they need. Uh, um, navigators that are addicted to spice that have a level of prescience to be able to navigate through oh wait you're telling the listeners this i'm like yeah i know how einstein was i know einstein was on some shit when he came up with that um i'm saying how how frank herbert did this shit and how geneva new did this shit uh i wonder if i wonder if frank herbert or a bear just herbert really was on, made his own quote-unquote spice, and was like, okay, this is it, man. We're going to put a <laughs> poll up on Twitter. Uh, is it pronounced Frank Herbert or Frank Bear? <laughs> but the great part about that poll is they're going to be spelled exactly the same. But anyone from New Orleans will know what we're talking about. Anyone from Louisiana will know exactly what the fuck we're talking Anybody about. Anybody from the is South. It Herbert or Bear? Anybody from the South. Um, so then they, the... Uh, the Harkonnens come and just fuck everything up. Kill starts killing people. We we see Jason Isaac's beard go away and taken away, supposedly dead. Oh no, he's dead. Oh, okay. J- Jason Isaac's fucking dies in this. Jason Isaac's not Jason Isaac's. What did I Oscar, say? Oscar Isaac? Isaac? You mean what I know? Wait, are they brothers? No, I don't oh, think okay. so. Was... I definitely don't think so. Because because Oscar Isaac is from Guatemala. Duke Leto Atreides has pretty much the exact same awesome death in this that he did in the book. He's given the tooth with the poison in it and is told, you now have a chance to take out your greatest enemy. And it will be your last breath. But you can set up your family for... I keep saying set up for success. Oh well. It's... It's just a built-in part of my vocabulary. You can't be mad at me. I'm looking at the booth with the dog. (laughs) You can't be mad at me. It's the second time you used the joke. I know. They're giving us the paw. They're giving us the paw. I know. They're telling us to keep going. I'm trying to make this review shorter than the movie. So, so as, as, so, so then we, so then Oscar Isaac. They get absolutely fucked up by the Harkonnens and Oscar Isaac takes out 
all of the people in that room except Baron Vladimir Harkonnen, who is basically like crippled up on the ceiling because he popped his shield at the last that's, second. That's bootstraps. Yes. Okay, Mark, cool. Baron Vladimir Harkonnen. So, Batista's dead. No. Okay. Batista is very much alive. He was not in that room. Okay. And uh, Jason Momoa of Stargate fame, Atlantis, is dead. Not yet, but he will eventually in the movie. Correct, because they have the cool hallway fight sequence, which I guess this is the premonition that uh, Oscar Isaac's son had. Yes. Uh, uh, so, Paul, because he has the Benny Gesserit genes in him mm. already, he has some power of prescience, but he doesn't know how to control it yet. The spice is unlocking the part of his brain that can see every possible future we've all been there we've gotten that high i i, I don't know what you're talking about i on beer oh well, yeah okay <laughs> the spice is unlocking his true prescience is what's happening yeah and that's exactly what the uh uh, uh benny jesuit were afraid of and he's seeing of many possible futures he's diverting to go to the one that he, he's dr strange in it he's dr strange in it he's seeing the most likely one which is uh, a holy war will start in his name because the people of this planet think that he's basically Jesus Christ. He, the people of this planet have been fed a prophecy of someone who will save them from Wait. the people who are destroying their planet. Wait, are you telling me that Frank Abair or Herbert made a Jesus Christ story? Yeah, kind of, sort of. Okay. Except, except... It's better than Phantom Menace? In this case... Uh, the Savior, the, the, this universe's far future Jesus Quote unquote. Christ, um, does not die for anyone's sins. A lot of people die for him, though. Oh, okay. So he's got that <laughs> blood on his hands. Uh, this is a holy crusade. This is, uh, the emperor fucked over my family. We're gonna go fuck up the emperor. And it you starts a sad. huge holy war against the emperor and all of the emperor's allies so okay that's the vision he sees okay. sorry i know you had to bring it down for me because the listeners could understand that but thank you for for like putting it on my level where i can be like yeah that makes a lot of sense because yep. i know the listeners are like four steps ahead of me and i'm just like okay that's what he was seeing and here's the thing denis villeneuve spells it all out like as he's having this future this prescient vision he's screaming to his mother i see legions of armies in my name uh warring a holy crusade and burning the universe in my name a holy war built on my father's skull like he is freaking out because he is not okay with the inevitable thing is this where he's where his father was yeah he's tripping out on the spice and he's he knows that his father just got martyred in the sake of a holy crusade that is going to burn the galaxy. And then Jason Momoa dies in the hallway. That's a little bit later on, but yeah. Was uh, the premonition he had? uh, That was the premonition he had in the very beginning, where Jason Momoa, uh, Duncan Idaho, dies uh, fighting off the Sardaukar, which is the Emperor's personal army. And can you explain the shields? Sorry, I just love that weird Sorry, right, throat singing. Throat chant shit. Throat singing. <laughs> Alright, John DiMaggio. Ooh. I don't know what the Admiral's doing. Spooky month was last month. If you're still with us, hi. Thank you for staying with us for so long. Hi. We're, we're oh, I promise we're getting to the end of this Dune review. I'm not going to make this as long as the movie. Jeez. He said, How, I know, he's done it four times. He said that joke four times. I'm Look, looking at... It's only 39 minutes in. We're I'm fine. looking at the, at the dogs in the, the booth. Dogs. The dogs are fine. The dogs are fine. They're they giving me the paw. The dogs are fine. They have food. With the electrical equipment? <laughs> Where's their water? food, not water. They water their... What are we doing? Do we There's take their no headset food. off no and put it on a little hook and they go and drink the water and then jump back on the headset? Stay on target. They're giving us the paw. I like how you don't acknowledge my joke about the paw. Stay on target. <laughs> so we're then, si- we're getting there. So then they uh, they go and they travel and they do the dance 
They do the dance, the unrhythm, unrhythmic dance well, yeah, to not. Because if you're if you're walking on sand and the sandworms can sense percussive, steady movements like walking, you have to walk like a person. Oh, that's you mean not like this? Walking. Yeah. Like this? I'm gonna Where do you... the dance. I'm gonna do the dance Where on the you... audio. This guy goes this way. Yeah. And then this way. The... And then this way. Admiral, you know they can't see you, right? I know. That's why I said. This <laughs> Sit down. No, I want to do. I, there might be sandworms. I gotta, get, I gotta do the rhythmic dance. I promise Take there are no back. sandworms in the. Oh my god. <laughs> I wanted to do that on air. I wanted to do it. So, then we're gonna speed through the rest of this plot, and then I'm gonna ask you what are some of your least favorite and favorite moments. So help me. Speed the dark through the rest parts. Of this plot. The parts that I couldn't see. Let me speed through the rest of this. So quick. basically, they go and they hang out with Javier Bardem, and they have to fight Polka Dot Man or Javier Bardem. Uh, Polka Dot Man was the right hand man of Vladimir Fark- Vladimir Harkonnen. He's dead. Okay. He got poisoned. Um, Does he have to fight Javier Bardem and the tribe? I am absolutely going to butcher this actor's name. Okay. Babs Olusan Makun. I think. I'm so sorry if I butchered your name, Jamis. Uh, yeah, because yeah, he's Jamis. Uh, Jamis Jamis. Uh, he's one of the one of the people who serves Stilgar. Um, and he's basically like, no, I don't want these outsiders. And, and this is... I, I've heard some people complain about, like, wait a minute. So he saw all these visions of having to be taught by this one guy, and then he ends up killing that guy? Yeah, because prescience isn't perfect future telling. It's you're seeing possible futures and you don't know which one lined up yet correct but that's because he hasn't fully unlocked the potential of his prescience yet so he sees well when he's hallucinating on spice where they're in the big cyclone Mm -hmm. they're in the big sandstorm Mm -hmm. he's seeing some possible futures where jamis uh trains him and talks to him and and coaches him through some some things and then 20 minutes later after they're going through the desert and they saw the sandworm and the thumper uh uh, diverted the sandworm away. Javier Bardem's like, "Yeah, we'll take them with us." Jamis is like, "No, fuck this. I'm gonna. She just bested you. I'm just gonna challenge. I'm gonna challenge you for a rule of the tribe. I'm gonna Agni Kai. Yep. <laughs> it's not an Agni Kai, but it's an Agni Kai. Um, it's a mutiny. Trial by combat. It's a mutiny. It's. A, I demand a trial by combat. And uh, okay, Paul volunteers. And we finally get Zendaya in something more than a vision. Which, I was kind of upset that she wasn't in it more. But I understand. with. But I understand that she was used sparsely because she's going to be more in the sequel. She is majorly in part two. The, the, the second <laughs> that has half been, of the book. That has been officially... Uh, yeah. She is greenlit. From now on in the series, uh, slight spoilers for everything after dune you know the sequels like god emperor and children of dune uh she's in the rest of the series oh she's a main character in the rest so of the when series. she showed up on screen and she was talking to uh uh paul yeah i just went i turned up her turn i go that's spider-man's girlfriend oh my god <laughs> good thing she's she cheating on spider-man she's cheating on spider skinny white skinny white boys she's got a type skinny white boys <laughs> only this one's french so, oh, President Macron we're, we're is so his president. So he's challenged to a trial by combat, Wins. and he beats him. Yes. Uh, and then they go off into the desert, and he sees someone riding one of the Shia Lutes, one of the sandworms. Jamie Lee Curtis. Holy shit, no. It's Jamie Lee Curtis. She is... End of part one. She's she's riding the sandworm. That's Jamie Lee Curtis. What happens if it is Jamie Lee Curtis? Anyway... <laughs> This movie, Dune 2021, and this is one of my major negatives again. Oh, here we go. There's the soapbox. The marketing should have advertised this as the part one that it is. Because we as an audience did not know that this was intended to be part one, part two, until we sat down and watched the movie, and in the opening titles it says Dune part one. I was pissed that that was the first time I had ever heard about this being a part oh, one. You, uh, because I, that's deceptive as hell marketing. 
Oh, Patron and I found out about it three weeks ahead of time. I thought you knew. I'm sorry. That I I just feel we found like out about around the fog or true lies. I I feel like that is incredibly deceptive marketing, especially it's Warner Brothers. When this movie first came out, they hadn't even greenlit the rest of the movie. They want to see how it went. They want to see how it went. So when this movie came out, but before October the sequel was greenlit. Okay. I turned to the admiral and I said. If Ooh, this movie, is this is this yes, tattoo pack? Hang on, hang on. Okay, wait. If this movie is green lit, uh, all right, that's part one, which it's done. If part two gets made and okay. is good, okay, you know, follows through on the promises wait, wait, question. That the first one sets. Go up. ahead and go ahead and say everything else, and I got a question about the second part. If those criteria are all met, those three, then I will get the litany against fear tattooed somewhere on my body. Okay, question. When it says when it means good. By what good standards do you do you have, means you have to you would like know it? if you would listen to the rest of my sentence instead of interrupting me. So oh. I was trying to say, by good I mean it fulfills all of the promises made by the first movie. Okay. Everything that was set up by the first movie, Sand Power, the people of Fremen, the Jihad, all these characters that we were advertised are in this first movie, but aren't really in this first movie. They're just in the end and the introduction to the next movie. These are all promises made by this first movie. Denis Villeneuve put himself in the awkward position that J.J. Abrams put the first Star Wars sequel in, which was how good this movie is is entirely dependent on how good the sequels are because you left so many threads open that how how I feel about this movie is entirely dependent on how well you tie up those threads in the next movies. We got one of three. One of three. Two more. It's greenly. You get the tattoo. So I will get, I will not feel fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings obliteration. So and I don't know the rest of the litany against fear. So it's supposed it to come out. because it'll be permanently on my body. So it's supposed to come out in 2023. So when are you getting a tattoo? When it comes out, and when I can see the movie. <laughs> okay, I want, I want to, I want a live stream on Cinema Gems Instagram. Maybe I'll come up to Maryland. <laughs> you get it up there. Up to the new video store. Find a spooky tattoo parlor with a bunch of nerds who all love Dune. They're gonna be like, "Yo, Admiral!" Be like, "It's the Bud Marshall!" Be like, "What Bud Marshall?" Oh my god. Anyway. That's Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Um, so tell us what you thought about it. We have the really CinemaGems15 cool, yeah. at gmail.com. Uh, you can tweet us and follow us on Twitter at CinemaGems underscore pod. Instagram, CinemaGemsPod. Uh, we're not done today, though. But before we move on to trailer talk and the other things we're excited about. Um, we have a rating system here on Cinema Gems. Yes, we do. Full gem, an amazing movie. Half gem, an alright movie. No gem, a horrible movie. What do you, but Maestro himself, but comma Maestro, give Frank Herbert or A Bear, whichever you choose, interpretation of no, this? No, 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 no. This was Denis Villeneuve's interpretation of Frank Herbert's A Bear's do. That's what I meant. There you go. Versed it. Um, We're good. A We're good. Big, shiny, spicy, prescient oh gem. Whole gem. Uh-huh. And by prescient, I mean it's actually not there yet. <laughs> it's a ghost ship. You, you can see it. You can see it in the future. It's one of several possible futures. You can see that whole gem in the future, but you haven't gotten there yet. And it's entirely dependent on how well part two happens. I literally should have worn my eye, my eye of Agamotto. <laughs> like, I literally have an eye of Agamotto, and it's a watch. I should have worn it and just been like... Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, Dr. Strange. Um, well, what about you? I give this a full gym for the many videos that I watched, for okay. what I've seen of it, for what I know about reading it. I just need to go back and watch the dark parts in a dark room so I can see. Yeah. Them. Yeah, can do. And I'm at I'm at a certain point in my life where I can't do that right now, so I have to wait until I get to a new place and then I can watch. Or you can come hang out at the annex and watch it over here. 
That being said, we both work all mornings, yeah. so it's fine. But we'll the, figure it but out. But the thing about it is... Life uh, uh, finds a way. But the thing about it is that, you know, Master Yoda, a.k.a. the Honorable Tesla, and his new literal Yoda go, jacket. Go check that out on Holland Sci-Fi's Instagram yeah. if you haven't already. That's actually really fucking cute. <laughs> Master Yoda. I tweeted at Mark Hamill. He hasn't responded yet. Please tell us what you thought about this movie. Are you a fan of the Frank Herbert Dune novels? Are you excited for the rest of the series, even past part one? Do you think they're even going to get to God Emperor Dune or uh, Children of Dune? Isn't that the second movies? book or the third book? I, I mix them up. I know that two and three are God Emperor of Dune and Children of Dune, but I don't know which is which. I think Children of Dune's two. Because here's the thing. I've only ever read the first book. And I read it in college. I think it's seven books long. And like I said, I've been refreshing myself on uh, Dune lore, not by rereading the books, but by going on YouTube channels like Quinn's Ideas and Nerd Cookies. So if you don't feel like watching the book, but you have time to watch a few five-minute YouTube videos about some deep lore in the Frank Herbert universe, go check those guys out. I'm also positive you can find some of our podcast friends on uh, in Apple Podcasts and Spotify yeah. and everything. Just search Dune. Um, you'll, you'll find someone who's done something about it. Better than we have. Yeah. Uh, and also, Dr. Amont Kringle thought it was amazing. Yeah. He absolutely loved it. Hell yeah. Because the, the, the French uh, Peter Parker. Yes. I thought it was... Timothy Chalamet. I thought it was way better than what he... When he was announced, I was like, okay. No, I knew from the beginning he was going to... He looks like... He looks exactly like Paul Atreides. In fact, every actor in this movie looks exactly how Frank Herbert described them. Hashtag Herbert or Bear, your choice. We'll, we'll put a confusing <laughs> poll on Twitter. It's going to be great. Only four people will respond. <laughs> <laughs> so... We have some trailers. We do have some trailers to talk talk. about. about There's one trailer. Well, hold on. We need to build it up. We need to build up the joke. We need to build up the joke. We need to do a good setup. So, we have one trailer that everybody wants us to talk about. And we got another trailer that we both want to talk about. Yep. So, we're going to do the trailer. I don't know which is which. I know you don't. (laughs) Because it's like constant. I don't. I don't know which is which. This annex is attached to the street. And there's a person with the with a cup with three going, hey, we're find the dollar, find the dollar, find the dollar. So, we're gonna start trailer talk right now. Trailer talk. So we're gonna start with the book of Boba Fett. Uh, he is building a kingdom out of respect. Yeah. Uh, on Jabba's throne, yeah. which we already kind of knew from the end of uh, Mando. So we're not getting Mandalorian Season 3 this year. We're not getting yet. Book of Boba Fett on December 29th. Which I am totally okay with. Is it all going to be set on Tatooine? I have no idea. Or, as Tamara Morissette says, Tatooine. Tamara Morrison. Oh, sorry. I thought it was... Uh, but yeah, no, he. Uh, we, we have no idea if it's going to be on Tatooine. Are you cool about the Trandosians? Absolutely. Do you know about the Trandosians? Yeah, I know about the Trandosians. I played fucking Star Wars Republic Commando. Okay, cool. That's not canon anymore. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they mention this in the game, but uh, I read from a certain point of view, the Empire Strikes Back version, yeah. that those in the Wookiees are fierce rival. Yeah, rival- they're mortal enemies. Yeah, because Wookiees eat the eggs, and then Trandosians try and eat baby Wookiees. Yeah. It's like, yeah, and I love seeing them because I don't know if that's CGI because that looks like a. But they look like masks. They look like masks enhanced with CGI. And that's what I'm excited for because I loved Bosk. Yeah. On Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. He was such a great character that I wish we got more of. But in in the books, you get a lot of him. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about uh, seeing Mulan. Fight alongside. Big Owen. Uh, Excuse me. Fennec Shan, right? Yep. Fight alongside Boba Fett. Yep. And just in general, Disney being like, "Hey, Boba Fett's not weird anymore. 
<laughs> He's not a weird guy. Boba Fett's not lame anymore. It's, We're we, not making Boba Fett lame anymore. He's actually cool now, guys. He's he's over his dad's death. He's not sad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to Delwood Blues about that the oh other day, God. and he was like, "You want to see? You want to see Boba Fett? He's sad." <laughs> We gotta get him back on the show at some we point. Uh, I had a shit ton of fun with him. Um, so yeah, I, I, wh- where are you on the excitement scale for Book of Boba Fett? Do we have an excitement scale on, on Cinema Gems? I, I, I don't, I don't know. Do you want to do the same whole gem, half gem, no, no gem? No, it's excitement. It's, it's see it opening day, see it at oh, matinee, right. or wait until streaming slash Redbox. Well, seeing as there is only one option here, I mean, you are can, you going to watch it on streaming or not? I mean, you can watch it day of, or you can be like, I'll get to it. I'll I'm probably going to watch this day of. I probably will too. Depending on work. Yep. Because it's also, I think, a couple days before New Year's Eve. Yep. So if it's I don't the watch 29th, it that, so yeah. If I don't watch it that day, I'll probably watch it leading okay. up to New Year's. Okay. <clears throat> but also probably watch it like four or five times, because... It also depends if it's they're Boba doing, Fett. Are they doing the weekly episodic thing? I hope or are they so. doing all at once? I hope they do the weekly episodic thing. Um So yeah, I I'm pretty excited for Book of Boba Fett. We're not done yet though. No, because we have another trailer that both of us are super excited to see. Um it's called Lightyear. Lightyear. Question mark? Lightyear. Voiced by Chris Evans? Lightyear, voiced by, no longer voiced by Tim Allen. This is now voiced by Chris Evans. Because, wait, so is this the movie set in the Pixar universe? This is supposed to be, and I don't know how they're going to make this work, but this is what they're pitching. They're pitching, this is the Lightyear that the Buzz Lightyear toy line is based off of. This is the real in that universe person. So it's a movie. It's a movie in the toys. It's a it's, it's a movie in the Pixar universe. Within the movie. It's a movie within the Pixar universe. Yes. Okay. So it's Kill Bill, but for Quentin Tarantino, because Kill Bill yes. one and two is a movie in the Quentin Tarantino universe. I didn't know that, but that's really cool. Yeah, if your movies go too absurd and weird, like if they go really like really batshit crazy in Quentin Tarantino, and they defy the laws of physics, that's a that's a movie, movie in within a movie. Okay. It's a movie within his universe. Just like um, I think Death Proof with Kurt Russell. Ah. Uh, I think might be, but I don't know exactly. But there are some, there are some movies that are set in the universe. Anyway, are you excited about Lightyear? What What do you think about this trailer? What um, are your I thought I I was I was completely just blown away by the choice of music. Oh, uh, David Bowie. Yeah. yeah. David Bowie in anything. Oh yeah, I'm I'm on board. That's why I, I think I that's why that. I love the Prestige so much is because he plays Tesla. You don't like the Prestige? No, I love the Prestige. I also love how many times on this show you've mentioned David Bowie in the Prestige. <laughs> well, yeah, because he plays Nikola Tesla. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? What's wrong with that? Nothing at all. Um, What's wrong with that? Nothing at all. Why are you laughing? Because it's the billionth time you've mentioned <laughs> David Bowie in the prestige on this show, Admiral. In this episode or just in general? In general. In the almost three years that I've been your co-host. Two and a half? Yeah. So could you drink every time and you'd be dead? I am out of water currently, <laughs> but if I had more, I would. Um, yeah, no, look, I like that movie. And I like David Bowie in that movie. Fair enough. Have, have you done the prestige on the show think before? I so. I don't think so. And also, guess who else is in that movie? Hey, let us know if you want us to review the Prestige, because like Andy in terms Serkis. of in, He's in, in that movie. In terms of Chris, that is a Chris Nolan movie, right? Yep. That's 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 a tie for my favorite. Together. It's up there for me. So I'd be I'd be okay with if we're ever gonna do a Chris Nolan movie on the show, I would be okay with it it's being that? The Prestige. Anyway, we're not talking about the Prestige right it's, now. Well, no, we're, it's that Batman Begins, and I really like Tenet. Not not why, David Tennant. Why Batman Begins? Why not Dark Knight? I like Batman Begins. Okay, fair Batman enough. Batman Begins to me was a mo- was a prequel. We didn't know we that we needed. Yeah. Anyway, Lightyear. Chris Evans. Yeah. So we're, we're, he just we're signed. Close to time. He just signed a Pixar uh, multi franchise thing after getting out of uh, 
Captain America? Yeah. But I guess he, all he's got to do is voice acting so he doesn't really have to like... I mean, you know he's still going to be in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's not going to let that go. I thought... Just in case they want him back to be Captain America. I thought it was... I thought it's a really intriguing... The animation kind of worries me. I think it looks beautiful. Only if they damn well specify that this is a movie within the Pixar universe, and that's how it looks so cinematic and fresh and crisp and clean, I'm fine with that. I just need an explanation for that shot on Dagobah. You know what I'm talking about? The ship in the swamp that looks like a one-for-one remake of the X-Wing. Oh, you you mean basically, so... Is Buzz Lightyear Luke Skywalker? I don't know. Well, we know because Zerg in is his father. Yeah. I know. I I don't know how is any of this is going to work, but I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm also a little bit bitter uh, because even with a Lightyear prequel movie on the way, Disney Plus has still not put Buzz Lightyear of Star Command on Disney Plus. How dare you? I thought how it was. dare you, Disney Plus? It is not on Disney Plus yet. Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, the prequel we already got. <laughs> we already have a Buzz Lightyear prequel. It's called Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, and it's a great little cartoon where Tim Allen does not voice Buzz Lightyear. I know. It's Patrick Warburton. That's why it's so good. It's great. Um, he does his best Tim Allen impression, though. He does a pretty good Tim Allen impression, but like it's Patrick Warburton, so it's still like, hey, Peter. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> I love how you just... I love how we're like big Disney fans and you like Disney a little bit more than I do and you could have went. You could have went. You could have went. Blazing. Blazing for Cusco. You could have went with the other person. Blazing meant for... But you went with fucking family guy. Cusco's blazing. You went with fucking family guy. Hey, Peter. Because that's just an easier one for my voice to do. I don't know why. Squeaky sweet. Squeaker, squeak, squeak them. Anyway, uh, thank you as always to all oh. of our amazing Swapper Jacks friends and family. We're we're well, over time. Well, no, I was just to say I'm excited for this movie. I'm excited. I for am Lightyear. too. I w- I don't know if I want to see this opening weekend. Depending or, on how COVID is. Depending on COVID, uh, it, hey, if they put this on Disney Plus, but like not as a premium that, thing. That, that I think the premiere thing's dead because of Scarlett Johansson's. Yeah, thing. that sucked. That was uh, look whatever they try. Look, look. I'm not saying that Scarlett Johansson deserves more oh, money. Oh, I'm not saying Black Widow sucked. I haven't even seen it. I'm saying the whole business model of Disney Plus Premium sucked. No, I just meant like people are like, oh, well, she's already got enough money. Why is she doing this? It's like it's the matter of fact that other people that Disney has been doing this to many other people, and they haven't been they haven't spoke out about it. Yeah. They should have signed in their contract. Hey, we're going to release this on Premier Access too. You get some residuals of that. That's fine. All she wanted was residuals and actual recognition from Disney. Yeah. That's all she wanted. And they settled out of court for an undisclosed amount. So I'm pretty sure it's more than $20 million. So way to go, Scarlett Johansson. Tax the rich. It's fine. Let's wrap up. All right. So uh, thank you for listening at lowrainpictures.com. Marty and the Arrogant Zerber. Go check out them guys. They're on the Your 30 tab. They are really cool and amazing, fun, great. Also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. And of course, sadly, we don't get any beautiful, wonderful, for now. brand new, month-long music. Are you saying you don't want me to write for another theme month? Anything? Oh, no, I, I do. I just Jamie Lee Curtis month is over, so I'm sad now. We can do another one. Maybe we can get Hans Zimmer. Wait. Like, to do the music for the show? Yeah. No. No. I would literally... A, he wouldn't. He's way too busy writing music for Dune. And B, no. I would shit myself. We'll buy him a six-pack. We'll invite him no, over. No. 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 I love Hans Simpler Zerber, times. No. Simpler times log. No. Just let's wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. And also, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter is cinemagems underscore pod, and Instagram is cinemagemspod. You can also find us on my Instagram, where you can see Master Yoda, a.k.a. the Honorable Tesla, in his outfit that he wears now on the regular. He absolutely loves it. And he was having a little he was having a little, a little nightmare the other day, and I picked him up, and he's like, oh! And I was like, the gun the Clone War has... And he was just like, 
I'm gonna lick your face, Dad, cause I love you. Um, is uh, Holland Sci-Fi, and that's also my Twitter. Um, and you just just if you want to yeah. contact me, do so through the Cinema Gems page. And also Don't Cinema Gems fifteen at Gmail. On the Cinema Gems fifteen at Gmail. One five. Thank you, as always, to our amazing Swapper Jacks friends and family members for all your constant support. Uh, Finger guns at them. We love you guys. Be kind to yourself so you can be kind to others. Also, guys, wipe your hooves. But also, guys, black lives always matter. Always. Bye, guys. Bye.